Welcome in to the CHGO Blackhawks post-game podcast. Man, that feels good to say. I'm Jay Zawoski here with Greg Boyson. We are presented as always by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up and you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. The Hawks lose 4-1 to in their preseason opener to the Blues. They were competitive. They were probably the better team for 60 minutes. And if this is how every game goes this season, Greg, that is a win for the Blackhawks because they're going to be tanking. They don't want wins. They want losses, but competitive losses. And that's exactly what we saw tonight. We're going to break it all down. Mario Tirabasi is at the United Center. He'll hear from Blackhawks players and Luke Richardson after the game and will join us uh, with all that news. So uh, quick takeaways, Greg. Um, I'll, I'll let you have the floor first, but there was a... Uh, I would say probably more good than bad in this one, uh, despite the final score. If you just you know pick up the newspaper in the morning and see the score, you're going to go, well, here we go again. But for the most part, the Hawks played pretty well. What's a newspaper? It's this thing. Um, we, have to, we will have to explain it to Mario at yeah, some no, point. I mean, I, yeah. I do know. I yeah. think half of our audience has no idea what a... Stephen yeah. might not even know what a newspaper is. Yeah. yeah. I think my dad used to use one of those. Yeah, yeah. He used to swatch you in the back of the head when you weren't paying attention with them. Yep. Um... Yeah, this is, uh, I think, how a lot of Blackhawks games are going to go this year. They're there, they're competitive, they're they're right there, and in the third period, one of their subpar goalies is going to let in a couple of lousy goals, <laughs> and, and then you're going to lose. And that's, that's fine. kind of exactly what they want to happen. <laughs> it's funny, when we were thinking about uh, like the offseason's going on, we're seeing the free agent signings come in. When the Alex Stalock one came in, that to me was like the tankiest of the tank moves. Yeah. And I really, I like Alex Stalock. He's a great guy. Yeah. But after everything he's been through, missing a whole season with myocarditis after COVID, he's just not probably an NHL goalie for most teams right now. But you bring in a good locker room guy who's going to help you uh, fall in the standings. And that's what's going to like. Jay says in the chat, start Stalock for 82 games. <laughs> that's, yeah. That that, I mean, much, that's, that's, that's stretching it a little bit. <laughs> 70 is fine. Um, we got to at least pretend they're drying. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. As you said, Alex Daylock, really good dude. Uh, you know, that's not a secret. He took some time yeah. and, and, and explained his, his uh, goalie mass design force after practice, which you'll be seeing on social media soon. Maybe. Sure. Hopefully. Um, but yeah, yeah just, eighty-two games plus five more preseason games. We'll get around to it. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, not not fantastic. Three power play goals given up, and three relatively easy power play goals. Like yeah. they, the PK needs some work. Um, but it's a preseason game, first preseason game. A lot of the guys that are on the ice tonight, we're not going to see after Wednesday. Yeah, Thursday is probably going to be a big roster cut day. A lot of these guys will be back to their junior teams, heading over to the Ice Hogs side of training camp. Uh, the Ice Hogs are actually holding training camp here at the Fifth Third Arena as well. Um, so they'll probably just shift over to the other rink and, and practice there. As you said earlier, there's a lot more positive things uh, than bad things. Uh, and that's this is what we got to look for. Right. Ignore the score. They outshot the Blues. They, there were stretches of this game that that they were the better team. Sustained offensive zone. Here's the thing. My biggest takeaway before we get into specific players. This team, for the first time in four years, looked organized. They looked calm. They yep. didn't look like they were just running all over the ice. They looked like a team that knew where they were supposed to be and for the most part, we're there for the majority of the night. That's all I want to see. I want to. So the simplified approach that Luke Richardson has been taking throughout training camp, you saw it tonight. You saw a more organized team that looked better prepared, looked like it, nothing really caught them off guard. Mm -hmm. They, there was no mass chaos, no serious confusion well, yeah, out there. I, yeah, it, that that that's what I wanted to see. That's what we saw. It's not that hard, right? There were no moments in the game where we were like, "What? What was that?" Yeah, like what are they doing? It looked like normal hockey, right? And it sounds like you know, I always hear Bears fans say this, like, "Why can't we just be normal? 
Why can't it just be a normal effing game where we don't look like clowns half the time? The Hawks haven't had that for a while, really since Joel Quenville was fired, because Derrick King came in and really kind of had to just try to do what he could on the fly to make Jeremy Cowton's system a little more palatable, but he couldn't just go revamp the entire thing. Now Richardson gets a whole offseason. Every player we've spoken to has used the word simple. Yeah, It is simple and it's logical and it allows you to be more creative and play your game and use your instincts as opposed to having to be thinking all the time. It just looks normal. And I, I do want to get into some of the individual performances tonight. Um, Andreas Athanasiu has g- gave you the entire experience tonight, yes. showing you the speed, showing you the hands, showing you the lack of finish. And that's what has prevented him, that and injuries, is what's prevented Athanasiu from becoming like a star player in this league because he just doesn't have the finish to his scoring. There's a lot of Victor Stahlberg in his game. Yes, he's not quite as Where handsome. Like not, not, no, he, he's still a pretty good-looking guy. You know, no one's Victor Stahlberg. No, no one, no one is Victor it's Stahlberg. On my list. Thank God. What? Uh, uh, that's that's Blackhawks <laughs> after dark. Um, <laughs> which hopefully they never allow us to. Have. <laughs> no, that would be bad. <laughs> but yeah, he he's got that like holy crap. This guy is a star. There were three or four ooh or ah moments from him tonight. And then he gets to within five feet of the net, and you're like, oh, oh that's yeah. why he was available for a one-year contract. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. yeah. But listen, get a little finish, get that trade value up. Yeah. Um, one guy, the other, one of the big free agent signings is, is Max Domi. Yep. Very noticeable on the ice. No shots on goal. That's a problem. I ended with one, actually. Oh, okay. Well, with like yes. two minutes in the game, he right. had no shots on goal. Which is weird because it felt like he, he was more... Yeah. He felt like he was more involved in the game than the than the score sheet showed. But what, what were his final face-off numbers? Very impressive. 12 wins, 5 losses, 71% from the dot. Okay, then. For Max Domi. So, I, I'm not going to steal your joke. I'll, I'll let you... Uh, Oh, right. We would, when Jay gave me the numbers <laughs> while we were we, we were at the game for the first two periods, made the long trek back to the studio three blocks away. Yeah, that was terrible. Third period, uh, and he, he read me off his face-off numbers and said, man, Max Domi has already won <laughs> more face-offs than Kirby Doc did in three years with the Hawks in one preseason game, and I bet you I'm not that far off. No, I don't think you are. Um, low hanging fruit, but I'm going to yeah, take it. Of course, it. <laughs> we'll take it. We're not it's above that. Preseason for us too. You Absolutely, know? get our reps in. I uh, got a comment in the chat from uh, Raphael, and he says, uh, kind of like b- besides the PK, the defense was solid. The p- team played well five on five. I'll even say this: like, yes, they gave up a bunch of power play goals, but it's not like the structure was a disaster. Right. There were some soft goals given up, and it is what it is. But I, I, just overall. I'm pleased with what we saw in this game. Like, considering it's not your full NHL team, there's a lot of kids who are playing their first ever shifts on NHL ice in this game, and some of them looked really good. Uh, Somehow we've gotten this far in the show and not mentioned Kevin Korchinski, who continues to show what Kyle Davidson wanted when he made that trade of Alex DeBrinca to get Kevin Korchinski in that spot. I said it. Last week, I'll say it again, I think that he's already one of the Hawks' six defensemen. I don't want him to make the team this year. Go back to junior, dominate, win all the awards, win a championship, and then we'll reevaluate after this season or next. There's no need to rush him. Right. But two or three times in this game, he activated, crashed the net, looking for a scoring chance. And the play that stood out to me the most, and it was a little thing. First period, he's playing lefty. Connor Murphy's on the right-hand side. Murphy's at the point. The puck bounces away from Murphy. gets in a little bit of trouble. Korchinski sees it right away, cuts over from the left point with speed, bails out Murphy, comes and gets the puck before the Blues player can retrieve it. Hawks maintain possession. Korchinski gets a shot on goal yeah. moments later. That's it. Like the li- It's those things you're looking for. Yes, you can see the speed. You can see the stick handling, but it's the instinct. The instinct is the thing that makes the difference, right? Like all of these guys can play and can skate and can shoot. It's the guys that have those instincts and those intangibles that can't really be taught. And Korchinski has shown that everything we've seen him do 
has been impressive. But to me, that little, little play, more than activating, more than, you know, stopping an odd man rush, whatever, that little recognition play where most young players would say, I'm just going to stay home and hope I don't make a mistake. No, Korchinski knew I can get there and he got there and he made the right play. It was terrific. That, that, that to me, if we could play highlights on this show, I would play that over and over and over again to illustrate just how uh, instinctual he plays. And when you combine that with the speed and the shot and all the, all the, uh, you know, the measurables for Korchinski, I'm really excited about it. And look, if you watched our draft show and that pick was made, we were all kind of like, that's a little soon. It felt a little soon for Korchinski, but look. Not now. If Yeah, if Davidson believes that much, great. You know, it's just, I, I, I have been, I don't want to say blown away. That's probably overstating it. But I have been really, really pleased with everything we've seen from Korchinski so far, and he looks ahead of schedule. It's one one week of training camp, one preseason game. Yeah, so it's not, right. you know, we're not going to clear out his, uh, we're not going to make space for that 55 banner up in the rafters just yet. But. Man, I mean, he doesn't look uh he doesn't look lost. He doesn't look overwhelmed. There are a couple plays. He one in the first period, he was behind the net, kind of on an island, getting pressured by a four check and just calmly got the puck mm-hmm. up the ice and out the zone. Nothing looks too fast for him. And for a kid at that age to get at the NHL speed immediately and not look like, oh my God, this is way too, like it, the game, he plays the game at a slow down pace, which you, that you see the elite players, the elite defensemen play that. Yep. He's already got that. That's exciting. We had a question earlier in the chat, uh, Nate, if he, sh- if he be more beneficial for him to play in Rockford over juniors, he cannot play in the AHL this year. You have to be 20 years old by, I believe like December of this year. I believe that is the rule. You have to be, you have to be 20 by the end of the calendar year, or maybe it's even earlier than that. Maybe I don't know what it is, but he's not old enough. Same with Ethan Del Mastro. Yes. Uh, if, same with Frank Nazar, obviously. If you're obviously. 19 at the start, like you have to turn 20 with by the end of the calendar year in order to play in AHL. They have an agreement with the CHL that teenagers cannot play in the AHL unless you're from Europe um, or, you know, not, you know, a CHL player. So... It's a dumb rule, but yeah. uh, that it is what it is. But I think Korchinski being big fish in a little pond will be fine. Uh, let him go and get all that confidence. Let him come in here at the end of the year with some swagger. You know, at the end of the year, he's already signed to an ECHL, so you don't need to worry about that. So you bring him in. Maybe you give him three or four games at the NHL level after the WHL season is over. Or you put him in, you put him in Rockford. Maybe let him play in the Calder Cup playoffs. Like, sure, it's, uh, you know, it, it's exciting. It, they're like, I'm the, I'm the pump your brakes guys usually. Oh, yeah. Nate is not. Nate in the chat says, "Oh man, if Corch can become our Macar, eh, eh? Yeah. Who says no? Eh. Let's slow down Let's, again. <laughs> I'm usually the pump the brakes guy. I was just gonna say it's okay to be excited about him, and not, not that excited." Let's, Kevin Korczynski's in the Hawks dressing room, like, "No, no, stop talking. Yeah, don't, put don't, the, don't put those expectations Kale on McCarr me." Kevin is a is a different breed of cat. Um, but yeah, so we we a lot of getting we had a lot of comments in the chat about. Uh, your guy, Sam Savoy. Yep. He uh he was definitely a, a difference maker out there. I mean, seriously, if you change his seven to a five, you yeah. would think Andrew Shaw was out there just doing all those types of things. But hey, his greatest accomplishment tonight was getting a goal erased off the board yep. by having a blues guy grab a, his stick in the bench. He's yeah, already fin- gonna finish the- a check, put a blues player uh, halfway into the bench. And then uh, to retaliate, uh, Luke Shen grabbed his stick and uh, held it so Savoy could knock it back into the shift, negating a St. Louis Blues goal. Uh, I, can, I I called uh, on Twitter today. Savoy is Andrew Shaw with rabies. <laughs> like he's got to just like rein it in a uh, little bit. He will. Like every play, he's looking right. to fight and scrap. Right. And I know he's trying to make an impression. And this is probably his only NHL game yes. this year. He's probably yes. going back to juniors right. Thursday morning. Yeah. So he wanted to get his money's worth. And he yeah. did. Maybe he plays again tomorrow just because, hey, that was a lot of fun watching fun. him go out there and play again. 
He and, needs, I will say, like, jokes aside, like, I know I love the guy, I adopted the kid, whatever. I'll take pink, him home. He had a pink he, suit on. I'll tonight, be his billet family if he needs one. Uh, but he needs to add a step or two of speed. Yeah. Uh, I want to see him be a little more calm with the puck. Uh, he seems to kind of handle like a hand grenade now and again. Those are the things that come with time. And when we talk about patience with prospects, that's what we're talking about. Savoy was a third third round? Yeah, I think a third round pick. At least, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, just take your time with him. Let him play in he's, junior. Bring him up to Rockford. Give him a year or two in Rockford. He's two, three years away before he even really made yeah. a consideration. But he was a lot of fun to watch out there. He got his money's worth in his, probably his only uh nhl preseason game of the year he's gonna go back to juniors and uh you know he could be a fun guy to, he'll he's gonna be a, a a super popular player when he gets to rockford they're gonna love him there when he get if and when he gets here on a permanent level he's gonna be a fan favorite chicago sports fans just fall in love with guys like that the undersized, gritty, try yeah. hard. Th- that he is that. Punch your punch you in the mouth. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Second the ref turns, he's slashing your ankles. You know. He, he's, he's got the like the toothless uh, Dustin from Stranger Things grin too. And you know who he looks like? He looks like uh, the older brother in uh, Home Alone. Oh, Buzz. Buzz. He's got that, and he he's kind. Of, he's not Samuel, your girlfriend. Woof. <laughs> he's he's not as big as Buzz. I think Buzz even in Home Alone is bigger. Yeah, you're probably but right. He's got that just that that shit eating grin. Oh, he loves it. <laughs> like, that, but even like, okay, I was thinking about this driving in today because why not? It's hockey day. Like that is another like we talked about Kevin Korchinski's uh, intelligence in his hockey sense. The want to be that kind of a player is not something you can teach someone to do. Like, Savoie relishes it. He loves, like, you talk about Andrew Shaw. Brad Marchand mm-hmm. loves being a penis on the ice. It's his favorite thing. He's a great hockey player, but when Brad Marchand retires, people are going to remember him as a verified pudwack, not as the spectacular hockey player right. he was because he loves it. And all those guys who played that way, you know, you think about all the instant, like Theo Fleury was another guy who, spectacular hockey player, pain in the ass. In the Neanderthal gene. Yes. They're born with the Neanderthal gene. You, yeah, you can't coach that. You have to want Savoie is the type of guy that if he played football, he'd be the guy on the kick return, kick off oh, yeah. team that just breaks the wedge <laughs> and loves to Doesn't do want to wear a helmet. Yeah, like he's just, man, he is just, he's, you can't, you don't find those guys a lot. Um, you know, you can find the guys that can play tough, but to just relish that role of pushing guys' buttons and the guy's been in the NHL for nine minutes and guys are grabbing his stick on the opposing bench. Yeah, they They're already like, hate him. Enough of this little pudwack. <laughs> the Blues like, hate him already. You know, when you can get under Braden Shin, Shen, a, a veteran. Braden Stan- Shen. I said Luke earlier. Sorry. I get my Shens mixed up. Eh. Whatever. One plays for the Blues and the other, I don't know. Whatever. I don't care if I offend the Shen family. Um, <laughs> yeah, But if you're getting a veteran player who's a Stanley Cup winner, you're getting under his skin in, in half a period of a, of a preseason game. You're accomplishing something. Yeah. We should talk about Alex Vlasic, too, and, and Nate brings it up in the chat. He says, Vlasic showed good passing, vision, discipline, laid a couple of big responsible hits, looked to, took away length, took away some shooting lanes, pretty responsible in his own end, not flashy, very solid. I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. And as we handicap this defenseman race for the prospects, I think Alex Vlasic is clearly – in their plans to make the NHL team. He's paired with Seth Jones. He finished the year that way. He's wearing the A at prospects camp. I just feel like he is sort of penciled in to an opening night spot. I think so. I, I said early, um, I said early before camp started, like I wouldn't be like ready to just hand him that spot. But from what I've seen, what the way he played the night, you know, we still have a lot of time. We still we still haven't yeah. seen any other the young defensemen that actually have a chance. Yeah, I really want to see Isaac Phillips. We didn't yeah. get to see Phillips in the developmental uh, yeah. tournament. So we got Culver's. Phillips still gets to play, and Ragula hasn't played yeah. yet. So you know, Korchinski and Del Mastro are out there. Though that was their one game before they go back to juniors. So we'll see those other guys tomorrow, which is is a game that could be a little more interesting because those guys aren't going to have the benefit of. 
a Seth Jones or a Connor Murphy on the ice with them. So they may actually have to do more, more things on the ice, but Vlasic was good. Uh, look the part. There were a couple passes that he made kind of through the middle of the ice that made me a little itchy. Fortunately, they got through. Those aren't passes. I want him to start falling in love with. Yeah. Again, it's a preseason game. So guys, you know, you're going to get away with that stuff a little more, but you know, when you're playing in a tight game in a regular season against a team with some speed and some awareness, those are the types of passes that can get you killed. But he got away with them. Overall, he looked really good. He looked apart. Him and Seth Jones were good out there. Um, you know, it, it, a nice um, a nice start to that. I think he has. Uh, I think he has the the fast track to that opening night um, spot. We got a couple questions here. Uh, do you guys have the rosters for tomorrow's game yet? No, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be the group B from mm. what we've been seeing. So Lucas Reichel, um, <clears throat> you know, Mackenzie Entwistle, Philip Kershev, who's all over the, pre- the game <laughs> presentation, the, by the way. He was the first guy on the opening it, video. Yeah, it, it, so, I was like, what? <laughs> uh, and how can we watch the game tomorrow? There is no local broadcast, but if you have ESPN Plus, and if you're a hockey fan and don't have it at this point, yeah, get it. You, you should have it. It's well, it's the greatest value in, in streaming right now for a hockey fan. I believe you'll be able to watch the ESPN Plus uh, version of the Detroit broadcast, which is what we're going to have to do tomorrow. Yes. By the way, uh, in case you missed it, tomorrow's post-game show will not be live. I know we originally told you it would be. It's not going to be. There's just a lot going on with baseball post-games and stuff like that. So we are going to do an audio-only post-game show as soon as the game wraps up. So look for that to hit the feeds about an hour after the game ends tomorrow. Yeah. So yep. we'll, we'll still give you some post-game breakdown analysis. It just won't be live, but it will be out late tomorrow night, and it will be ready for your Thursday morning commutes. Yeah, exactly right. I uh, want to take a minute, by the way, to uh, just shout out everybody watching. Yes. Uh, first preseason game, we're seeing a lot of the familiar hey, names got, we see. Look at this. I don't think it's a coincidence, according to right here. We've got... 67 people in our chat right now. Who's number 67? Samuel Savant. Nobody else join. Nobody else leave. Well, if we get two more people. I'll take 670, though. What or 6,700. We don't want 670. Never heard of it. Yeah. Uh, we could get two more listeners. That'd be nice. That'd be fine, too. That'd be really nice. <laughs> everybody would be happy Absolutely. if that's what's going on in the room. Uh, no, but we appreciate uh, everybody being here after uh, a pretty obscure game. So yes. you probably didn't notice this on TV. The entire 300 level was closed. Yeah. There was not one, literally, there was not a single person no. in the well, 300 no, level DJ tonight. Smooth was in the 300 level. <laughs> yes, Mario loved him. Us olds, not so much. He was fine, but, you know, I don't need to hear, like, a dance mix of Smells Like Teen Spirit. No, I don't. It's nothing sacred. Well, you missed it because before you got there, he did, one of his first was a dance version of semi semi charmed life okay by three eyed blind somehow mm. they took a really shitty song and made it worse <laughs> let's see let's take this garbage <laughs> pop song from the 90s from some fake ass alternative band and put a put a euro beat behind it oh awful sounds cool yeah it's a lot of fun sorry if there's any third eye blind blind song uh fans in the chat get get some better ears They're um but like what you like, just not around Sure, us. just don't play it um, at the United Center. Frank Pelico was not there tonight. There was a female organ player. Yes. Uh, speaking of the music, I don't recall hearing the organ a ton during the game. I don't didn't either. Um, and and someone the, tweeted me about it, and I started paying attention. I was like, attention? Attention. And, uh, and didn't really notice it after that. So something to keep an eye on as the year goes on. But there was someone... Sitting there waiting for a cue yeah, to play. There were a couple of times where like the organ was started and then it got cut off by the DJ. So I think yeah. there was a lack of communication. But just to, to finish off that thought on the 300 level yeah. being closed, um, they they did not they did that, the Blackhawks no longer require uh, season ticket holders to buy the preseason games. Back up until this year, if you were a season ticket holder, you bought you had to buy the preseason games. So. Um, you would sell 15,000 tickets off the bat. You know, I had to buy them when I was a season ticket holder. You couldn't give them away. Yeah. So they didn't do that, and all seats were 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. So they had the 100 level and the 200 level, I would say, was at 
80 to 90 percent capacity. So you still had, I would say you still had over 10,000 people there. Um, oh, yeah. I would, I would think more than that even. Yeah, I wonder if they had the attendance on the... Uh, so a, a bigger crowd than I was expecting. Five minutes before puck drop, it, it looked really bad. But, uh, yes, we do have 69 in the chat now. That is very nice. Uh, and, yes, Frank Pemico, a fellow alumni of the greatest high school on the planet, St. Patrick's. Um, 10,317. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... Uh, you know, it's a preseason game. More people than I thought were going to be. Like, hey, twenty bucks to sit anywhere you want. Yeah. If you've got kids, take they wanna, the kids. Yeah. If you want to go exactly. to a Hawks game? Yep. You can. They don't know. You could sit ten rows off the glass for twenty bucks, and they could see Patrick Kane play. That, that we heard ki- kids yelling, "Let's go, Kaner!" all night long. Those kids were having the time of their life. They don't care. It's preseason, so if, like that's a good advantage. They're going to be there Saturday again, uh, home against the. Uh, uh, Red Wings, and uh, we'll tell you later uh, uh, the best way to get really cheap tickets. Yes, we will. Cheaper than 20 bucks, I bet. We should talk about the goal scorer in this game. Yes. Uh, Cole Gutman uh, had the lone Blackhawks goal, assisted by Buddy Robinson with a nice pass uh, from behind the net. Uh, Cole Gutman, a goal, plus one, 14-20 of ice time, four shots on goal, one six, lost six faceoffs. That's good for Greg. You want to do the math? Uh, 50-50. You nailed it. Uh, so a solid game for him. And as we were sort of uh, talking and trying to project what this team might look like, that's another of these older prospects. 23 years old, played four years uh, at Denver, was a Tampa Bay Lightning draft pick, uh, and then became a free agent when they didn't get a deal done with the Lightning, and he chose Chicago out of many other teams. So it's a guy who may have been given a little bit of a, hey, uh, you come here, you're probably going to play pretty quickly. And uh, he has scored in every competitive game the Hawks have played this summer. A goal in each of the Tom Culver's prospects game. Curvers. I don't, no, it's Culver's. <laughs> and uh, he scored again tonight uh, against the Blues. So uh, he is making his presence known. Again, not real flashy, but is in the right place. That's what um, Andre Sorensen said about him. Knows where to be. Knows how to play the game. Reliable. Dependable. And as the Hawks are being patient with the prospects who they probably see being part of things five years down the road from now, somebody like Gutman is a a good candidate for someone to come and fill a spot, add a little bit of offense without, you know, I don't know. I don't know what his, what his future is in the organization, but he could be a short term answer for a, a little more veteran youth. If there is such a thing. Yeah, I mean, when Andrew Sorensen was asked about him after the first couple practices uh, at the prospect uh, showcase, he used the, the phrase "between the dots." That's how yeah. he plays the game. He sh- did exactly what he's going needs to do if he's going to want to make this team and stay on this team. He went right to the front of the net. He hit the brakes. Uh, Buddy Robinson hit him with a nice pass, and he finished. And that's what he's going. That is his game uh, right there. All right, Mario is set to join us, but first, we got to tell you about our friends at Green Ridge Farm. They're my friends because I like meat. I'm a big fan of meat. You're from Chicago. Chances are you like meat. Green Ridge Farm is from Chicago, too. They're a meat and cheese company offering you a better, all-natural option. If you go to your local Jules, you go to your Costco's, you're going to see the Green Ridge Farm in the deli counter. Uh, all over the store, but what they really want you to know about are the beef sticks. And let me tell you, these things are phenomenal. I just got myself a bunch more after uh, we had a a ton of them here. Uh, Got some at the Costco, absolutely outstanding. They're perfect for tailgating, happy hour, school lunches, all those things. They're all natural, hardwood smoked for eight hours, 16 grams of protein per stick. So if you're someone that works out like me, so only, perfect. Guy, only one guy at Studio B that works out That's on a regular right. basis, and he's behind the camera. Yes, uh, that makes a perfect post-workout snack for people like Steven. Uh, the meat sticks come in chicken, black forest beef, and flavors like jalapeno cheddar. That's the goat. And the spicy chili. If you haven't tried them yet, you don't know what you're missing. And here's a great deal from Green Ridge Farm. Go to GreenRidgeFarm.com. Add any three meat products to your cart, and then add the meat sticks the meat sticks will be free. So order three meat products, add those meat sticks, and the meat sticks will be free if you use the code CHGO at checkout. 
They're awesome. I cannot vouch for them more. You will love them. Green Ridge Farm, simply natural meat. And we're just talking about taking your kids to a cheap Blackhawks preseason game. Best way to get those tickets, we mentioned they were 20 bucks. I can guarantee you, you're going to get them for under 20 bucks uh, if you go visit our friends over at Game Time. Yep. The uh, Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to your favorite games, concerts, shows. You want to get the best seats available and save a ton of cash? You're not going to find a better deal on Blackhawks tickets this season, starting as early as Saturday night against the hated Red Wings. Check out our friends at Game Time. It's created by the fans. It's for the fans, and it guarantees the lowest price. If you buy tickets on Game Time, and then you go on one of the other marketplace, you know, secondary market sites, and you find a ticket in the same area for cheaper, let them know, and they'll take care of that for you. They Their customer service is fantastic. They will... Uh, Make sure you get the best price. Herb Lawrence from the Sox, uh, CHGO White Sox, he had the same thing happen, found cheaper tickets after he purchased. They gave him 110% of his money back. That's amazing. Like, you can't beat that. That's that's how you keep customers coming back. If you want to go to Detroit tomorrow night to watch the Hawks and Wings, $3 tickets <laughs> on game time. That's 300% more than White Sox tickets. Yes. They were for a dollar the other day. So we're not ripping on them. We're just stating facts. I am. Well, yeah, but it's all. Cosmic but you're also bastards. stating facts. But uh, so, yeah, if you love CHGO, then you will definitely love Game Time. It's the best way, to, and the very best way to support us is by if you're watching YouTube first, smash the like button, and you scroll right below that, you're gonna see a link for Game Time right there. You can also see that link in all the descriptions wherever you get your podcasts. Click on that link; it will take you to the app. Yep. You buy your tickets there. And you're going to help us over at CHGO as well as helping yourself to the best deal in sports tickets. Yes. Do that. Get in the habit. When you are looking for tickets anywhere, go to our podcast descriptions and click that game time link. That helps us out big time. All right. Let's go to the United Center. Mario is with us from the press box. What's up, Mario? What do we learn today uh, post Blackhawks game? Hey guys, I thought I'd do my best uh, Kevin Weeks impression here. You look like Dick Buckus on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. You need me to do a TikTok? Nah, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll be serious here. For I, thought you, I thought you were trying to like emerge from the pipe like Mario because of the uh, Oh, yes. see, I like that. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, yes. But Mario, please be serious. This is uh, preseason game one of a, <laughs> of a 75 right. point season. Shake it off. Here we go. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, first, first preseason game. Uh, felt like a preseason game, a lot of kinks to work out for, you know, the Blackhawks and, and Luke Richardson said as much after the game, obviously going uh, 0 for 3 on the penalty kill is not ideal, even in a season in which you're uh, expecting the Blackhawks to not be that good. You still got to kill some penalties. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as what you wanted to see in the preseason uh, opener, I think there was enough there, despite the 4-1 loss, that you know, the, the Blackhawks could take away uh, some good things. Luke Richardson talked about in the in the pregame, you know, throughout training camp, he's been showing film of the final between the Avalanche and the Lightning because that's the kind of hockey that he wants the team to emulate. And he said pregame, he wanted to get to a point where now we can have some good clips that we can show of, of us playing, of, of the Blackhawks playing and doing the right things or providing – you know, teachable moments. And I think tonight they were able to get both of those things. A lot of teachable moments, uh, obviously in a, in a 4-1 loss in which you give up three power play goals, uh, but mm. also some good things too. There were, there were a couple of players that, uh, uh, that stood out and, and had some good games. And um, I think, you know, there, it's, it's game one of six in the preseason. And um, for what we're looking for from the Blackhawks this year, I think we got pretty much uh, enough to say, yeah, it's a loss, but there are some things there that you can build upon. And we were saying, you know, as we started the show, that a game like today is kind of the ideal outcome for the Blackhawks this season is a competitive and encouraging loss. And I think that's what we saw in this game. I want to ask you, Mario, specifically if – was there anyone – because we didn't get to this yet on the show. Was there anyone that, that stood out to you in a negative way that you thought – maybe you thought would show a little bit more – 
or the performance was a little subpar in your mind. The only guy I mentioned to uh, Greg, because he could hear me, because it was the three of us <laughs> side by side. I couldn't hear you. You could barely hear me. But I, I was I was hoping to see a little more from Michael Tepley in this game. Uh, that's a guy who I think has got a, a shot of making the team. Had a, one real good chance. Uh, re- showed off that quick release he's got. Uh, but I was hoping to see a little bit more from him. Anyone uh, that you saw that maybe you were hoping for more from? Be it veteran or... Uh, kid i i think there were a few a few moments where um i would have liked to see some sharper play from a guy like taylor radish there were one or two moments on especially on um i think there there was a a power play or two where radish was in the uh in the middle role that bumper role in the middle there uh in the three one uh, the one three one setup where you know he had he had a puck on his stick in that position and wasn't either wasn't able to get it off or wasn't able to corral it cleanly um, I, I think if he's going to be in that position, if he's going to be one of these one of these players that has an opportunity to play on the power play, to play in the top six, whether it's a preseason or a regular season, you know, we saw him in, in those kinds of roles at the end of last year. If he's a player that's going to be in the mix for a position like that, um, you know, you got to be able to to make the most of your opportunities, even in the preseason. We've talked about it all summer, uh, and especially through you know this first week of training camp. Barely anybody has has a, a roster spot locked up on this team, and the lineup is is far from set. So, you know, a player like Taylor Radish, I think you want to make the most of those kinds of chances because you don't want to be lost in, in the fold and lose out on an opportunity to play with Jonathan Taze or Patrick Kane or Max Domi, Andreas Athanasiu, like these players that are you know the higher end players of this team. You want to be able to to play with them to not only elevate your game. Um, but also, you know, be able to, to stick in the, stick with this lineup and, and not get lost in the shuffle over the next year or two where, you know, there's probably going to be a, an influx of players coming in in the next few seasons. So, yeah, Taylor Radish would be one that I would say uh, I, I would have liked to have seen something a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a couple more. times got the puck in the slot there and just was like, let me yeah. take my time and corral and shoot yeah. it. Yeah, and there and- – <laughs> Preseason, preseason game one. Yeah, of course, of course. Just a half, a half, half second too slow with the, uh, you know, with with the decision making. I mean, if we're if we're nitpicking in, in game one of the preseason, that's one thing. Yeah, of course. There were a couple plays though along the boards where he was taken separated from the puck a little too easy uh, than I wanted to see for a guy with that size. Uh, there were a couple couple plays where he got involved in a board battle and then just gave up possession quickly. Yeah. You know, that could be a preseason thing, but, man, you can't be taking shifts off. you you got to be able to use that size to your advantage. And if you're not doing it in a preseason game when a possible roster spot is at stake, then I, when are you going to do it? Yeah, I hope that he is not uh, assuming he's got a spot because he played not be, Because if he is, he's not going to have one. Yeah, I mean, look, you you talk about the Gutmans and the Tepleys and the, like, Buddy Robinson who – you know, aside from not really jumping in yeah. when Callum Blackwell was being murdered on the ice. That was my only downer uh, that really disappointed me. And I'm not the rah-rah punch guy in the face guy, but Buddy Robinson is the biggest dude on the ice. Like yeah. When we were talking to Arvid Soderblom yesterday in the locker room after practice, he sat down next <laughs> to him and we thought he was another goaltender. That's how freaking big <laughs> yeah. this guy is, but he's not. And he... Colin Blackwell, all five foot nine, 180 pounds of him, is getting hitting the boards twice. Uh, Jordan Cairo put him in from behind, and he gets up to like go after him. And a scrum starts, and Buddy Robinson is just kind of standing. There. I'm like, You're the biggest guy on the ice, stick up for your teammate. Other yeah. than that, he played a really effective game. Yeah, five he, shots on goal. He I had mean, the primary assist on the yep. own goal, made that pass to Gutman out in front of him. that. Looked good, but dude, like when your little buddy's getting bashed into the wall, maybe go help him. Yeah, seems like a reasonable request. Uh, I've, I had to collect myself from the, the little buddy comment for Buddy Robinson. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you would have liked to have seen the guy who's about 6'6 six, six and you know 200 plus pounds be able to jump in there. Even for you know Blackwell and Robinson, these are two guys that are new to the Blackhawks, new to being teammates. You still want to jump in and, and and be able to stick up for a guy who you're you know you're competing with and uh, you're battling alongside for. So yeah, I mean that's that's one thing that you would have liked to see for a guy who's quite frankly on the bubble of being an AHL or an NHL player. So yeah, you got the primary assist, but um, 
with an opportunity to do a little bit more, uh, sometimes you got to take it. Who else stood out to you? Well, uh, I'm sure you guys have already talked about uh, Samuel Savoie, uh, but he definitely uh, made an impact in the uh, in, in the time that he did play. Um, you know, I, I I'm, I'm I'm finishing up writing about uh, you know the the three takeaways the Hawks hits from uh, from today's game, but uh, Savoie is one of them, and, and I really think you know we throw around the uh, oh the next Andrew Shaw comparison um, pretty loosely in, in in Blackhawks land. I know it was it was Ryan Hartman, it was um, uh, Brandon Hagel, you know it was it was uh, who else Evan Barrett. I think Landon Slager's had those com, com, uh, comparisons too at different times, but honestly, uh, you know, looking at how those guys play, and then looking at the the play of Savoie and his personality, I think that's that's a big thing where it comes down because you a lot of guys can can play physical, can play aggressive, but you look at Savoie and how he how he carries himself on and off the ice, and it it, it just seems like he really does have that personality where half of his game is just talking and getting under the, uh, getting under the, the skin yeah. of the opponent yep. and, and making sure that, Hey, e- even if you, uh, you know, even if you, you, you go into the corner with me and you come out with the puck, I'm still going to finish my check. And I'm still going to make sure that, you know, that, you know, y- you and I, uh, are, are, are going to be seeing each other a lot this game. That's, that's something that you cannot teach. And that's something that I think he, he brings to the table that as a young player can, can help him, in his development and in his path to the NHL. Um, so, you know, skill, skill and talent can develop, but uh, you can't, you can't fake a guy being able to, uh, to, to, to be an aggressor like that. Um, so I think that that, that stood out a little bit. That's, that's one of the things I wanted to see specifically from him. And, you know, you can do it in prospect camp. You can do it in a, in a prospect showcase game against other, you know, 19 year olds. Uh, but when you, uh, when you get into a, an NHL preseason game, against some NHL competition and are still able to do it, not afraid to do it. Um, that's a big thing. And, and I think the chemistry of, of the other thing that stood out to me was the chemistry of the Athanasiu, Domi and Kane line. Um, I know we spoke about it uh, a couple days ago when that was basically put out uh, by Luke Richardson, that that was going to be a combination. You know, we talked about how, well, it's a great offensive trio, but uh, anytime the uh, the the puck is not on their stick. It's going to be a, a defensive problem. But you know, if you, uh, if you if you if you watch this game, they had a lot of uh, possession with the puck. They created a lot of chances. I think the majority of the uh, major scoring chances came from that uh, from that trio offensively. And um, you know, Andreas Athanasiu's speed was something that uh, was was a big factor. And uh, it could have been a bigger factor if the penalty kill had been a little bit more effective uh, tonight as. Luke Richardson said that, you know, they were looking to try and try a fantasy on, on the penalty kill and use his, his speed, uh, as a, as a factor in, yeah. you know, killing penalties and, and being on the four check really seems like Richardson wants to have, uh, I think the term that's being coined now in the NHL is, a a power kill where, you know, you can be effective as, as a penalty kill unit, not just stopping the opposing power play, but also being a threat to score shorthanded. And I think, um, we might see Athanasiu get uh, get some more chances, some more opportunity on the penalty kill to use his speed. But uh, that trio was 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 pretty good offensively, and uh, for the first time for the three of them playing together, I think that they were pretty effective. Might see that more often through the preseason and even into the regular season as well. Curious what the mood of the room was like after the game. I know it's the first time we've had open locker room in years. Um, so was it? I don't know. How was it in there? Was it quiet? Was it? Lively? What was the mood like? It was bare. <laughs> if, I'm being, <laughs> if I'm being honest, we walked into the room and I think three players were at their stalls. Uh, it was uh, it was pretty fairly cleaned out. You know, they 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 play in Detroit tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, so it's a quick turnaround. I, I think the uh, the guy most of the guys that played tonight will not be playing tomorrow. I think we're going to see the uh, the the Group B team tomorrow. Um, Luke Richardson did say a few players are going to uh, play in tomorrow's game that played tonight, but he didn't specify who. Um, but yeah, it was it was wrapped up pretty quickly. Uh, Colin Blackwell spoke uh, a little bit uh, to to open the room. Um, you know, again, he kind of talked about how the the penalty kill needed to be a little bit more effective and how the you know that that third period was in, they were holding the momentum and then 
you know, they, they, they take, take a penalty, can't kill the, can't kill it off, allow the power play goal. And they weren't able to turn it around from there. He spoke about that. Um, Kevin Korchinski was, was in the room as well. Uh, he spoke about his, you know, first, uh, first opportunity to play into in the NHL and getting used to the pace of, of the game. And, um, you know, I, I think he had a pretty effective game. You know, there was one breakdown uh, that led to a goal that he was on the ice for. But outside of that, 19 minutes of ice time uh, in his first pseudo taste of the NHL, uh, I think his his speed and his poise with the puck was uh, was pretty evident. Um, he was a little little tentative trying to get the sh- trying to get shots off. Um, Luke Richardson spoke before the game that he wanted uh, Korchinski to be a bit more shoot first than pass first, but um, yep. you know, he's, he's going to take time. He's 18 years old, getting his first taste in the NHL. Um, but I think a, a lot of the uh, a lot of the tools that made him the seventh overall pick in this year's draft are starting to uh, starting to show through as we're getting to actual game action here. We were joking during the game that the Hawks should put a picture of Kirby Doc in a Canadian's jersey in the locker room and say failure to shoot. Gets you traded <laughs> because we saw yeah. a lot of, again, these young guys deferring to the veterans, which I it's natural. I get it. But yeah, Korchinski passed up a bunch of chances. I think Del Mastro passed up two or three chances. He had to shoot just to kind of defer over to like Caleb Jones or whoever. It's like, it's Caleb Jones. Shoot it. Yeah. You know, but they'll get there. And I, I you know, with someone like Richardson in their ear about it, um, look, if, if the coach, approves and who else's approval do you need right right exactly all right so we get to our fourth stars of the game for the first time this season the tradition is back it's back baby so the three stars of the game as elected by chicago media number one star ryan o'reilly number two star justin falk number three star blackhawks legend cole gutman attaboy cole there's your three stars so uh do i have to start again was it all right uh <laughs> because i won't get a chance to do this for at least another year my fourth star of the game sam savoir my guy uh, and as chicago comes around i just want everyone to remember who had him first that is all <laughs> my fourth <laughs> Greg, greg's annoyed grumble it's a great <laughs> okay you're fine. like uh, when uh sideshow bob could get hit by the rakes <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I like that pick because i knew before even walking to united center that i didn't have to worry about picking him um I- I said, I said to Greg, how dare you assume exactly what I'm going to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my pick, I'm going to go with uh, Colin Blackwell. He was very impressive in his first uh, go-around in a Blackhawks uniform. I'm going to add the caveat, those two penalties. you got to clean that up a little bit. He's going to be one of the team's best penalty killers this year. And first one was... Yeah, but, still, but uh, you know, stay out of the box. You're the yeah. best penalty killer they have, one of the best. Uh, and it's hard to kill the penalties when you're watching from the penalty box. Right. Otherwise, dude is Usually. a ball of energy. Just He charged the net one play and, and made contact with Jordan Bennett, and the net came off the mornings, and I, I tweeted out, well... Colin Blackwell better be <laughs> better be on the lookout for a water bottle flying yeah. at his head after the game. <laughs> so, you know, because Jordan Bennington's diaper gets full on a regular basis. But uh, I like Colin Blackwell. I like what I saw. I think he's going to be one of those players this year where you're just going to be like, I appreciate what he does. He's not yeah. a superstar, but you can appreciate what he brings to the team. And he showed us a little bit of that tonight. Yeah, he made a lot of fans in Toronto. I think he's probably going to make a, a lot of fans in Chicago as well. Uh, my fourth star of the night is uh, a guy I just recently mentioned, uh, Kevin Korchinski. I think, um, you know, he was kind of the, uh, the young star of the day. Um, a lot of, uh, a lot of eyes on him as, as well, there should be. He's the first draft pick of the Kyle Davidson era. Um, not saying the rebuild hinges on him, but, uh, he's an important part of it. And tonight, you know, like I said, night, just over 19 minutes of ice time. Uh, played pretty well with with Connor Murphy and and used his speed to his advantage. That's one of the best things that that he has in his toolkit right now is his speed with and without the puck. Um, you know we, we we focus a lot on his offensive skills and off his offensive uh, abilities to you know jump into the play and, and use his speed to uh, to create out of transition. But he also uses it really well to you know be on the defensive side of transitions and and 
you know, catch up to plays when he when he does jump into the offense and the puck goes the other way, he's able to to make up that ground and, and get back into positioning. You know, I see some people in the in the comments saying, you know, who who does this game remind you of? And you know, I when we when we talked with, uh, I believe it was it was either Scott Wheeler or Corey Prom, and one of the two of them uh, might have been Wheeler, but he he compared him to uh, a guy like Roman Yossi, and that yes, please, it, that, that, <laughs> yeah, do. that's good. That's a Norris winner. Um, you know, there's, there, there's, there's definitely a lot of, uh, physical maturity that will have to come along with him. Um, just, just with time, you know, he's, he's a bigger guy, but he's very slim at this point in in his, uh, in, in his development. Again, 18 years old, he just turned 18 before the draft. So he was one of the youngest players in the draft class. So there's a lot of time for him to, you know, kind of grow into a more NHL ready body. Whereas another guy like Ethan Del Mastro is kind of ahead of him in that, in that regard. But I think once uh, Kevin, once Kevin uh, physically matures a little bit, that's going to also help his, his, his game, uh, you know, with that physical maturity will come a lot more uh, strength in his, uh, in his shot, just in his, you know, in his legs and his skating ability, it's going to get even better. Um, so, you know, I think he was, he was pretty crisp, uh, with, with, with a few passes today. So it was just a lot of, lot of good things that you wanted to see out of uh, probably the most high-profile uh, young player that was, uh, that was in the lineup tonight. All right, so, so far today, Mario, in the chat and from you, we've got Roman Yossi, Kale McCarr, and Rob Blake. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, no yeah. pressure, uh, Kevin. No pressure <laughs> at all. Uh, just be a combination of those three, and you'll be fine. Yeah, just win a Norris, and we'll, uh, we'll get off your back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. All right, buddy, we're going to let you go home. Get some sleep before the big Detroit game tomorrow. Uh, thanks for jumping on, man. It's great yeah, to be back I'm here. Excited and uh, great. To, it sounds great, by the way. Looks good. Sounds good. Absolutely outstanding. Yeah, you know, our and our our uh, our chin and neck lo- on the on the logo, the paint job down there. It pops, looks, man. Looks beautiful. I have pops. never seen the chin and neck on the Warrior head on the ice ever look as good as it does. Yeah. Greatest chin in all of hockey, right? And now. And if you look closely. You can see Mario's CHGO ever so slightly. Yeah. On the yeah, neck so if anyone, anyone trips over that, you'll know who to, uh, who to blame or who to praise. Exactly. All right, buddy. We'll see you. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks. All right. See you guys tomorrow. All right. That is Mario Tirabasi from the United Center. Uh, if you jumped in late, a little programming note. The Hawks game tomorrow is only available on ESPN+. Plus. It will be the Red Wings broadcast the Hawks game, the Hawks broadcast will be on radio yes. if you want to do that. Um, and we will be audio only post game. So hour, hour 15 after the final horn, you'll have a fresh podcast in your feed. Uh, no live video tomorrow, audio only due to studio space uh, limitations. So yeah, maybe, maybe if like the game is a real stinker, like, like it goes from one to one to four to one, maybe we could start recording like with three minutes to go in the game i have no problem with that <laughs> like heck if it's like a seven nothing blowout let's record it in the second intermission i have no yeah. issue with that whatsoever so yeah that it will be wonderful. somewhat after yeah uh the game but that would there will not be that there will not I, i'm gonna go on the record and say unless there's like a terrible snowstorm that will probably be one of the only audio only post game shows this year yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. The, the the bread and butter here is the live post game shows. So it's just, you know, with no with no TV broadcasts and our baseball teams needing the studio time, we'll take a back seat for a preseason non televised game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's hard to talk up to a game to people live that didn't get a chance to watch it. Oh, no roids, just rage brings up a point in the chat. Dominic Dominic Kublik scored twice in the Red Wings game. I'm doing this preseason game one. We will not do revisionist history on Dominic Kubelik. None of y'all were mad when he left. Right. Nobody. Nope. Nobody was mad. Dylan Strom, different story. Nobody was upset that Dominic Kubelik left, so don't start this now. All right. All right. So Him and P.S. Suter can go and put up 25 (laughs) points apiece. Exactly. Uh, So, Greg, before I came out here today, I had some errands to run. Went out to Orland Park, and I was in Dick's Sporting Goods, and I was perusing. I'm trying to find stuff I can wear to the rink that's, like, warm but not too warm. So I'm up there with, like, the North Face and all that stuff. I'm looking at, like, the golf clothing, and it's so effing boring. It's, like, the most 
uninspiring, boring, bland-looking clothing you can find. Well, enter Pins and Aces. They are the official golf apparel partner of CHGO. Their golf gear is so cool. It's so different. It's so unique. You've got to check it out. Pinsandaces.com. Use the promo code CHGO. You're going to get 15% off your first order and free shipping. But it's not just golf pants, golf shirts. They're family-owned. The polos, the hats, the golf bags are great. They've got in their golf bags the beer sleeve. It holds seven beers. One more than six. Yes. That's not your traditional golf gear. If you want to stand out on the golf course, you want to look dab in front of all your friends, <laughs> you got to go to pinsandaces.com. Stop going to these sporting goods stores and like, I'll have a plain navy blue polo shirt and I'll wear gray pants. And that is the limits to my expression. Look at the guy next to me. That's undab. That is how you express yourself on a daily basis, right? Some pizzazz, some color, some cool designs. Pins and Aces is the place to go. Check out pinsandaces.com. Again, the promo code CHGO gives you 15% off your first order and free shipping. Pinsandaces.com. You know what else wasn't boring? Uh, our awesome CHGO tailgate no, we had on great. Sunday. That was a ton of fun. We had over 200 of our listeners join us, and we're going to be doing those again. But if you were there and you got to play some cornhole or some bags, however you want to call it, yeah. we had our two sets of awesome cornhole sets there with the CHGO logo on them. We got those from our friends at Shy town Cornhole. Shy town Custom Cornhole, the number one cornhole provider for Chicagoland and Illinois since 2007. That's a long time ago. Our signature box. Before Mario was born. Probably. They're, um, Steven, too. Uh, the, the signature box style <laughs> design can be digitally printed, covered in vinyl, and painted. Their cornhole bo- boards come in with, look at these amazing filters. Built-in drink holders. Yes. Uh, that are recessed on the back. LEDs that light up the hole in case you're having problems finding the hole in the dark. They got that covered. Plus exterior handles for easy carrying, handcrafted scorekeeping, like a little abacus on the back of the box so you can keep score too. It's got it all. Uh, most importantly, Chi-Town Cornhole, they are veteran owned and operated. They can ship anywhere. Also offers local pickups specializing in corporate designs for your company's next marketing or social event, wedding gifts, and gifts for all occasions. You don't have to get married to give a gift these days. And especially for tailgaters and backyard barbecues, that's Shy Town Cornhole. Give them, give them a call. Go check them out online. Get your next set of boxes from our buddies at Shy Town Cornhole. Uh, they are sweet. They yeah, are the really best, great. Best set I've ever seen. They look they, awesome. They are, they are so cool. If I was in the market to buy some, um, I would be the first people I'm, I'm calling. You may have seen uh, recently on Cubs broadcast the 100-year-old Cub fan that threw out the first pitch yes. with Tom Dreesen. Yes. That is my wife's grandmother. She is... The reason you weren't here for the first two weeks. Correct. <laughs> 100 years old and still the best bags slash cornhole player I know. And she is so particular about bag sets like they have to be a certain grade the bag's got to be right the right weight i'm going to get her a cubby's uh town cornhole set for her 101st birthday because they're beautiful they're absolutely perfect so get yourself some they're great all right we're done buddy first post game show is in the books one down and 87 to to go plus playoffs 87 to go. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. All right. So tomorrow night, one final reminder. ESPN Plus is the only place to see the game. You can listen, of course, on WGN Radio. Uh, If you want to, we will be a audio-only podcast tomorrow night. So look for it about an hour after the game. Um, But we'll be participating. I'll probably jump on the Discord uh, during the game. So if you're a member uh, at allchgo.com, first of all, thank you. Second of all, if you're not, make sure you become one. Get yourself some uh, sweet CHGO merch. Become a member. Get all of our great written content. All that good stuff at allchgo.com. That gets you access to our Discord, too. So I'll be chatting in the Discord throughout the game. Um, Yeah, we're back at it tomorrow night. So I'm looking forward to seeing um, 
you know, some of the guys we didn't see tonight, Sam Lafferty. I want to uh, see Lucas, Lucas Reichel dominate. Yes, that's what I want to see. And I, you know, if I have one little complaint about him being part of Group B, I really want to see him with elite players. Yeah. And he's not going to have that chance with Group B. Now, as the roster reduces yeah, later in the preseason, yeah. he will. Um, but it would be really great to see him dominate tomorrow night. But there's a lot of guys I'll have my eye on. So we'll be back Sam, tomorrow. Blackhawks legend Sam Lafferty. That's right. At center. Good old number 24. Number 24. Take that, your, Doug Wilson and Bob Probert. Number 24 in your program, but number one in our hearts. That's right. All right. Thanks to Steven for producing the show this evening. Uh, for Greg and Mario, who is driving home, I'm Jay. Thanks for listening to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.